0: the chinese year of the black milkshake
1: welcome to black milkshake the comedy podcast with me Your kirko
0: and me mysterious desmond desi desmond (laughs) (laughs) and that ray polygraph features is back from (laughs) the united states of the america tomorrow i'm sure you're deliriously
1: Absolutely. We can't wait for that one, can we? We're sponsored by James Joyce Irish Pub in central Istanbul. And we've got a show today with more in it than a clown's pocket. That was tremendous fun last week, wasn't it, with Kim? Uh, Kim, She
0: she was absolutely natural, a pure natural, Jimmy. Great sense of humor and well able, well able for the uh, Black Milkshake Boys. So, What would you expect from a Uh. ginger bird (laughs) and a fabulous voice, pal? (laughs)
1: oh that's it we've had some we've had some great comments about kim and uh, kim's really got involved uh with us as well which has been absolutely fantastic yeah so thanks for doing that very much kim rest assured it was very much appreciated oh she'll be back She will, she will. Well, it's been one hell of a week. If you've been listening for uh, a while, you'll know that I've uh, had a move coming up. Uh, The move was completed last Saturday and about an hour ago, I think the last box was unpacked. So it's a beautiful place, but God, it's stressful. And right at the top of a huge hill, trying to go down to the beach this afternoon and it'll take 10 minutes to get there and it's an an hour's walk back afterwards. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't.
0: It wasn't too far from your old house, Jimmy. It's just no, it's up, not. Up that fucking hill. <laughs> Absolutely, and that fucking. And you'll be huge. running up. <laughs> no,
1: and that fucking hill is two kilometres uh, of hill, and it's about forty-five degrees. Not far away at all.
0: Um, but, but hand on heart, Jimmy, seriously, I'm really, really jealous because you live in a lovely, gorgeous area overlooking the Black Sea.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. At the end of our street, we can see the Black Sea. Oh, it's it's absolutely stunning. Really nice area. Yeah, One of the neighbors bought me, uh, I was walking to the bins, carrying some boxes the other day, and he was mm-hmm. uh, going to the off-license, and uh, he said, do you want to lift back? And I went in the shop with him, and he bought me a couple of beers uh, to take home. So uh, that's a good sign. That's a very and you got the, sign. And you
0: got the cats back?
1: Three of the cats back. Three of the yeah, cats I back once, having a few tests, but they're happy. Actually, they're very happy. And your
0: veterinary surgeons, well, how uh, how nice were they?
1: Oh, that that's something as well. I mean, I think Ray, you know about this kind of thing because you you've been here for a lot longer 20, than me. But
0: 27, 27.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I'm six now, uh, six years here, and mm. it's just we're in a much more Turkish area now, but the people are so nice. And I mean, that thing with the off-license, but our vet, who we've known for four years, also said this week that um, we didn't need to pay everything in full or we could wait till we had a bit of money because it's expensive to move. So, I mean, you don't get that in many other places, do you? Of course not.
0: I love this country. Love the people. Love the characters. Yeah. Fantastic, yeah. My brothers, Fredo, Sonny, and Tom Hagen, all Read
2: Readers Wives magazine, and we kind of stumbled across Black Milkshake Comedy Pubcast at the same time. We were over in the Upper Bronx doing some business one day,
0: when I noticed that Fredo's not there. He's sitting in the car laughing his anus off. So I march over to him. He winds his window down and I rip out his earbuds and say to him, Fredo, you're my older brother, and I love you, but don't ever listen to Black Milkshake comedy podcast without me. You understand? I said, do you understand me? But seriously, I'd like to offer my most humble thanks to good friends of ours, Reader's Wives Magazine for the gift of Black Milkshake, Yorma and Ray. You better not stop making me laugh. You got that ever. Capiste?
1: Please follow our page on on Facebook, Black Milkshake Comedy Podcast. And if you want access to the inner circle where mysterious Desmond is always going to be a presence, you can personal message us, send us an inbox message any way that you know how to do it. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email, you name it. And you can join our brand new WhatsApp group if you're that way inclined, and have a bit of daily banter and insights from friends of the show. And we've got, basically, it's a site for where we've got previous guests and actors who work with us on the show, and uh, some of the top fans, and it's just a nice area for people to, to get to know each other a little bit and give us some feedback. And it's been great fun, hasn't it, Ray? I mean, some of the trending topics in the last few days, I have to say, Kim Roberta Summers-Crook was responsible for quite a few of these, was debates, <laughs> debates about whether sharks have nipples, the complicated life of a camel toe, and whether veterinary insurance should include gender reassignment for animals. So that's the kind of <laughs> highbrow debate that goes on here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, it's July tomorrow, so Hansi has got your monthly birthday horoscopes, and Greg the Cleaner finds himself on the wrong side of the law.
1: Ooh, can't wait for that. Should we kick off with true or false, stairs Ah, uh, sure. It'd be a shame.
0: It'd be very rude not to. <laughs>
1: Celebrity, true or false? Celebrity.
0: Titanic director James Cameron himself has visited the wreckage 33 times, Jimmy. True or
1: false? 33 times? Wow. 33 times. So, hold on. How the hell would he have gone to the wreckage 33 times? Because those lads who went down in that submarine aren't going to make it 33 times, are they? Shouldn't laugh, really, but... You know, Um, well, how could he have done that unless uh, something's been dredged up or something like that? No idea. I. I, I love it. You know, j- just a little aside here. Uh, I went to Belfast a few few years ago and uh, I just thought it, w- it was absolutely fascinating. It was just after the, uh, the peace process had, had started. And I thought it was so hilarious that they were trying to put a positive spin on everything. So instead of men with balaclavas and murals on walls, they were, they were, the whole tourist industry was based around the Titanic, <laughs> which is only ever so slightly more positive isn't it than the, the <laughs> knee cappings etc anyway um i am gonna say that that's false because i can't think for one minute how that could be
0: uh, 33 times true jimmy let let that sink in for a minute pal <laughs> <laughs> so how did that work then i'll tell you in a minute this is desmond i keep telling you not raymond your nancy <laughs> boyfriend is back tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> as the irish would say 30 33 times was a great old film. <laughs> they don't say film. It was a great old film. I saw the film. I saw the film 33, 30, 33 times. How many times did you see the film?
1: <laughs> you already say that as well. Film.
0: Yeah, I love it, man. You know, my mother. She doesn't say. She she can't say. It. She always says film instead of film. And she always says smoke. She doesn't say smoke. The so smoke. <laughs> the smoke coming out of the chimney. <laughs> no, seriously, Jimmy. I visited it as well. I visited the uh, Titanic on the uh, history channel, Jimmy.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much like your Live Aid appearance as well.
0: <laughs> I get there. The big difference here is that he went with professionals who had a professionally built submersible, which was designed with safety in mind. People fly on planes every day, Jimmy. But if some guy offered to fly you across the Atlantic in a plane made out of balsa wood and duct tape, that's not the same likelihood of success, pal. Uh, what's What's your rant, Jimmy? Don't go too deep on this about what happened a couple of weeks ago. In all fairness, we don't like to make fun of things like that, the bereaved of what happened a few weeks ago in that submersible It was horribly... Horribly unsafe, Jimmy.
1: Mm, yeah, it was. It was. I saw that that uh, Ross Kemp, who used to be Grant Mitchell in EastEnders and now makes various uh, films that try to make him look like an intelligent journalist, but in a macho way. Um, he was actually due to be on that submarine. He was going to make a film on the inside, and he said he didn't think it was safe. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he's been <laughs> in some pretty extreme places. I would actually take his word for it.
0: Mm, but for Cameron, for example, uh, it took him seven years, Jimmy, to build his sub the right way. And he never took civilians down with him because he knew. David Cameron. the Risk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs>
1: It took him seven years to bring citizens down with him, my goodness. <laughs>
0: yeah, but he knew the risk involved, Jimmy. The difference, he, he's a different animal. You're talking yeah, about sure. his
1: brother, the uh, the film director, are you?
0: Yeah, exactly. Go on, get out of here. <laughs> there was another great, uh, in my opinion, the Titanic ship, Jimmy, was cursed. Exactly, what's the obsession with the uh, Titanic wreckage, Jimmy, in all fairness? I understand the curiosity, but never... The obsession in theory theoretically speaking jimmy i think it's been romanticized so much throughout the years and that's partly to blame
1: well it has of course um but i mean it was supposed to have been the the greatest um ocean liner of all time wasn't it and i think there was obviously we weren't around at the time well i don't i don't think we were i wasn't anyway but um there was so much hype about it beforehand Mm-hmm. And and then for it not to actually make it, I mean, it made that huge blockbuster film as well, didn't it? Which I think has immortalized it in a lot of ways. But, um, yeah. But I yeah. mean, that,
0: that wreckage, Jimmy, is an underwater graveyard and it should be treated with dignity. Seriously, mm-hmm. pal. Not mm-hmm. some poxy Shit. tourist attraction for billionaires with nothing better to do.
1: Well, I wouldn't certainly wouldn't appeal to me. I'm not the kind of person who uh, hangs around in graveyards anyway.
0: Um, (laughs) Number two, (laughs) should we? (laughs) Why not? We're going to keep with the uh, deeps and the waters and the sea. There is a species of jellyfish that can essentially live forever by aging backward, even after having achieved full maturity and starting its cycle again. This process can go on indefinitely making the creature biologically immortal,
1: Jimstrom. Wow, uh, I've never heard of that before. I have a lot of experience with, uh, with jellyfish and I think I'm gonna be seeing some this afternoon. Um, so it can live, it can go, it can regenerate basically. Yeah. It can go back in time. The Curious
0: Case of Benjamin Jellyfish. Button. Button. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that? <laughs> After <cuff. laughs>
1: I'm still reeling over the revelation last night in the WhatsApp group that um, that slugs are able to have sex with each other. Uh, sorry, no, that slugs are able to have sex with themselves and with other. Not people, obviously, but slugs, if they so choose. So they've got, really, I'm not sure if they can make themselves pregnant. I guess they could. Um, Because why would a slug have sex if it wasn't to get pregnant? (laughs) Um, Yeah, and that's taken us off the thing about jellyfish that I think sounds absolutely amazing. And I don't believe it for one minute, but I'm going to say true.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Uh, you're back in the game, you're back in the game. Uh, Desmond puts you to the test, pal. Uh, Imagine, imagine, Jimmy, if your ex-wife could do that.
1: (laughs) I couldn't see how that could be true for one minute, but it's just too mad not to be true.
0: (laughs) Jellyfish have tiny stinging cells in their testicles. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. Tentacles <laughs> <Centicles. laughs> <laughs> to st- To stun or paralyze their prey before they eat them. Inside the bell-shaped body, Jimmy, is an opening that is its mouth. The male jellyfish eats, fornicates and discard female jellyfish like trash. I made that up. (laughs) Because, you know, when that discarding comes in, you know me, don't you, in the romper room. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They eat and discard waste from this opening. They also dine, Jimmy. Yes, dine on fish, shrimp, crab, and tiny plants. The Chinese have fished jellyfish, Jimmy, for 1,700 years. They are considered a delicacy and are used in Chinese medicine, pal.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me that, actually. For Do you know what a jellyfish is called in uh, in German, by the way? No. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's called a uh, Medusa. So like Medusa, you know, the, uh, yeah. the character from Greek mythology because of all the, the snakes uh, coming out of the head. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you get some of those nasty ones and those stinging testicles that you were talking about hanging around all <laughs> over the place. Uh, we, we've got tons of jellyfish here at the minute. And I, I was swimming in the sea the other week, and I could feel them. I, there must have been hundreds of them. I think it must have been uh. Uh, must have been the mating season or something, but you could feel them all over you, but they don't damage you. Whereas I got bitten by a Portuguese man-of'-war once when I was in Australia, and that was absolute agony.
0: Absolute oh, agony. a man- of-war.
1: Portuguese man-of-war. they call them blue bottles in Australia. And I didn't see it because the sea was rough, and of course they've got they've got these tentacles which are like string that might be a, you know half a meter long or something like that. But yeah, like
0: a walk in Wikipedia, Jimmy. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I overheard I overheard a bloke down at the local juicer a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and he said he said to me Keith Richard snorts jellyfish. <laughs> Jimmy, in the last show. <laughs> your buddy Ray Mack mm-hmm. you know he's still in the United States of the America why don't you tell why don't you tell that good Dr. Brutus Himmler mm-hmm. to stick a jellyfish up his rectum and make him <laughs> feel young again
1: <laughs> oh, please Jimmy tell him tell him tell the re- you. rejuvenated rectum
0: <laughs> Jimmy, on a final note from Desmond <laughs> The burning question is Jimmy. Seriously, from Desmond's mouth. If one stings you, should you take down should you take down your trousers, <laughs> release and slap out your John Thomas, and still piss on it?
1: <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment on that in case the animal rights people get onto us again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brilliant. One out of two, Jimmy, didn't you do well? Yeah,
1: not bad. Not bad. And now for something completely different. Congratulations! If it's your birthday in July, that means you're under the star sign of Capricorn and Leo, and you share this birthday with actor Daniel Radcliffe, as well as Barbara from Oxford, a lady very much loved by Olet Blackmailjack for her tireless work and jealous efforts for Reader's Wife's magazine. Try not to imagine Daniel doing that thing that Barbara does with the squirty cream when she Santa Felder. Urgh! Can't get that totally sif image out of my head now. The sick little pervert I feel ill. Just because he was in those Henry Porter films doesn't mean we want to see him rub cream on his anties. This month you'll be facing some hardship like moving house or trying to see how many good looking women in their 40s who claim to be single or on Tinder. Everyone I've spoken to this month whose birthday it is has been chewing my ear off about MILFs and moving house for some reason. But fear not, our brightest lubricant, the sun, your ruling planet will guide you to embrace the chaos, my friend, and channel your inner organisational skills. Remember, a little flexibility with finances and facts won't ever hurt if it helps you to secure the perfect new home or sexy weekend playmate. Just make sure your new landlord isn't one of those conservationist assholes who condemn you for noise. Smoking dagger or jiggy jiggy noises. This is also a good month for the races, dear Capricano and Leo. I said races by the way, not racists, as we all know racism has been a bad thing since 1994. So back to the races. Why not try your luck at the Dobrynville races today? As a July born individual with an eye for adventure, you'll have that edge, and if you send me a message, I can use my mythical powers to foreskin which horse will romp home at the first meeting if you cross my palm with silver. And by that, I mean give me 25% of your winnings, not some shitty trinkets. Wishing you all the best. I'll be back later in the month answering your personal problems as dear Hunzi Agony Uncle. Hornsy, Hornsy, horoscope. Isn't it, Jimmy? Howdy, Jimmy. Hornsy with his masterclass horoscopes again. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, that oh, was good than that, wasn't it? I'll tell you what, Ray. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I'll tell you what, Desmond. Um, I'm feeling a bit sorry for Greg, you know, at the minute. Yeah? he's Yeah, he's not been getting as much attention as usual. You know, we, we did that special episode last week, and Donald Trump and these, his Desert Island dicks have been taking up <laughs> quite a lot of the sketch space as well. But, um, no, Greg got in touch with me last week, and uh, he's been in a, a spot of bother with the police, actually. Did you hear? Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, well, oh, well, for- Greg. Oh, Innocent Greg, yeah. Greg. Ah. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, fortunately, Hackett Technologies had managed to bug the police station so we can find out what he's been up to now.
2: Yes. Yes, rest assured I'll call in at the police station and report it on my way to say mass. What was his name again? Greg. Greg Aspendle, you say.
3: Right, sir. Mr Aspinall. My normal nomenclature is Greg. Uh, I've, I've never been in a police station before, apart from when I reported my uh, FX-82C scientific calculator stolen in 1998.
2: Sergeant Mark Johnson.
3: Pleased to meet you, Mark. Uh, S- Sergeant Mark Johnson.
2: Greg, Father O'Flarty has reported suspicious behaviour involving you in the woods this afternoon. Could you provide any information that may help us understand this situation
3: sergeant johnson i must confess that i was indeed in the woods of uh, uh, being an avid bird watcher however i assure you that i had no inkling that my presence could be perceived as suspicious in any way nevertheless i'm fully committed to helping you with your inquiries and will exert my utmost effort to offer any information that may shed light on this situation
2: father and you tell old Greg what you saw? Oh well, certainly, I was taking my afternoon walk and I thought I saw young Greg here lurking in the woods near the trees I, I suspected he was illegally taking bird's eggs and I thought it worthy of reporting we must protect all of God's creatures you know.
3: Father O'Flaherty, Flaherty I, I have a deep appreciation for nature I, I can assure you that my intentions were purely observational and respectful of wildlife and compliant with the Protection of Birds Act 1954.
2: Greg we need to ascertain the truth here Can you record the specific details that may help us understand what you were actually doing there?
3: I distinctly remember hearing strange sounds in the woods, which I initially mistook for the raucous screeching of a Eurasian jay. so I tried to creep up on it and take a photograph. But as I got closer, I started to suspect that these sounds were possibly not avian in nature.
2: Avian?
3: He means birds.
2: this was when you
3: saw him, father?
2: Not exactly. Uh, he was taking a stroll with a parishioner who had been ill, and she was startled.
3: Yes, it sounded like a sick woman suffering from respiratory difficulties. So as I'm a qualified first aider, I, I tried to approach to lend assistance. on earth do you mean, Greg? What were you doing with that camera?
2: Yes, please clarify, Mr. Aspinall.
3: Well, I-, I heard twigs snapping and then those raucous screeches coming from the bushes. And as a responsible citizen, I, I thought I could be of service.
2: Greg. Are you certain about this?
3: Detective Johnson, I understand the gravity of my revelation and I didn't mean to cause any alarm. I just heard some rustling and what sounded like whimpers and a brief, sharp, metallic sound and then whatever it was ran away. I wondered if a rabbit had become ensnared in a trap or something and sought to liberate it.
2: (laughs) What are you talking about? What is wrong with you?
3: My cold cleared up on Tuesday. Thanks for asking.
2: Does anyone look after you? The social services, perhaps?
3: Oh, I understand. I might have some undiagnosed neurodivergence, but I'm very highly functioning. I have a job and I'm a member of an ornithology club with half a dozen members. Uh, Sergeant Johnson, I must confess, I didn't
2: realise he was one of God's special children. I'm sorry for taking up your time. Eh? Well, far very flirty. That certainly changes the circumstances of the case.
3: My intention was sorely to revel in the enchanting beauty of nature, yet my mind embarked on a journey of possibilities until I concluded that no animals or people were in peril.
2: Greg, thank you very much for your honesty and for filling us in.
3: I'm terribly sorry to drag you into this, Greg. Yes. Thank you, Sergeant. Well, it looks like you're free to go then, Greg. Is there anything I may help you with? Thank you, Sergeant Mark Johnson. Yes, you can help me. Please tell me, why was Father O'Flaherty having it off with Mrs. O'Leary in the woods in the middle of the daytime when they normally do it in his camper van?
1: (laughs) He's not as green as his cabbage looking, is he? I tell you. Oh, Greg.
0: I got to hand it every time to Greg. You know, they're always making fun of our Greg. You know, but I tell you, he's not as he's not as stupid as you think he is. You know, no, not at all. he he copped well on to To that uh priest, didn't he? Yeah, he
1: did. He did.
0: God bless him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you now, did, did you realise that was Mrs O'Leary on the phone at the beginning? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Black Milkshake, Best Posts of the Week.
0: Post of the Week comes in, uh, Jimster, from Edna Richards in Cardiff.
1: Greetings, Edna.
0: Fred and his wife, Edna, went to the fair every year. And every year, Fred would say, Edna, I'd love to ride in that there aeroplane. Every year, Edna would say, I know, Fred, but that there aeroplane ride costs 50 quid. And 50 quid is 50 quid, pal. This year, Fred and Edna were at the fair, and Fred says, Edna, I'm 71 now. And if I don't ride that aeroplane, pal, I might not get another chance. Edna replies, Frederick. That airplane ride costs 50 quid. And 50 quid is feckin' 50 quid, pal. The pilot overhears them and says, Look, for feck's sake, I'll make you a deal. I'll take both of you up for a spin. And if you can stay really, really quiet for the entire ride and not say one word, I won't charge you. But if you say one feckin' word, it's 50 quid, pal. Fred and Edna agree to go up and up they go (laughs) (laughs) the pilot does all kinds of loops and spins rolls and dives and not one word is heard jimmy he does his tricks again but still the old couple don't say a word they land and the pilot turns to fred and says jesus christ sweet mary mother of god i did everything i could do to get you to yell out and go yahoo (laughs) but fair play to you fair play to you you didn't utter one word Red replies well I was going to say something when Edna fell out but then 50 quid is feckin 50 quid pal
1: (laughs) (laughs) happy marriage eh happy marriage
0: and that's another Friday wrap everybody Thanks a million. And we're back next week.
1: Yes, we return to England's weirdest village, Licky End, and have a great Lost in Translation story and all the usual malarkey.
0: Thanks, Shakers. Can we ask you to follow Black Little Comedy podcast page on Facebook? You can get us on Twitter and Instagram too, but Facebook is where it's at, and that will get you into our WhatsApp group. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I didn't think we'd get the show done this week, to be honest, uh, Mysterious Desmonds, but we did. We did, and I think we'll go for a couple of pints tomorrow to celebrate won't we as we're we're not a, we're not in the pub today I have to be honest but
0: seriously thanks for your support as always and keep the posts and last in translation letters coming in please
1: yes thanks to Michael Colleone, Hansi Curley Reader's Wives Magazine Tim Hallam Sergeant Mark Johnson
0: <laughs> James Joyce Irish Pub Jamie T. Murphy Al Pacino Eamon McAndrew see you next week And as always,
2: Shakers, good skills. Good skills. Black Milkshake Comedy Pubcast was presented by Ray Mack and Jormar Kierko and was produced by James Kirk. No animals or copyright were violated during the making of this podcast. Black Milkshake 2023